0: Mad Dog DeCurso if it's real
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wrestling Tonight. I am your host, Mad Dog Butch. With me as always the Tiger Conway Jr. to my Shaska Watley, none <laughs> nice. other than Brace
2: Beamer. Yeah, yeah, go green, go white, go Spartans, go Sparty, party on, Sparty on. What's that mean? What's, on? All, what's all that mean? Oh, for the uh, <laughs> Michigan State Spartans are in the fu- NCAA yeah. I know, Final I know. Board. Oh, okay. I, I do know that. I figured figured you were just asking so I could tell everybody else what's going on. (laughs) Uh, No, but that's fine. Um,
1: One, actually, coming up this weekend, this Sunday, is WrestleMania. Um, But bigger news than that that I saw and I shared is the Terry Taylor Red Rooster Mattel action figure coming out this Thursday.
2: (laughs) That thing looks so you, exact.
1: I know. I, I bought the TNA version. Uh, I think Jax was doing them at the time. Oh, really? Just they to have them? a Terry Taylor. Huh. They didn't do a Red Rooster. They just had the regular Terry Taylor. So, I don't know. I may have to switch the head on it later. But, uh, but yeah, they did a fantastic job for that. Yeah, you sent um, me a
2: picture. It looked awesome.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, you know, back in the day, I would have killed for, like, a LJN Red Rooster. <laughs> that would have been awesome if they would have put out a red rooster and a uh steve lombardi i remember having a dream when i was a kid that they came out with the ljn brooklyn brawler oh really it was like awesome
2: yeah (laughs) hey i noticed uh, on our on our uh, page we don't have the live feed going for video i'm assuming we have audio so we're having some technical difficulties here if you had Happen to be listening and you're just seeing the uh, mugshot or studio All right,
1: let shot. me check into it here. But uh but anyway, yeah, WrestleMania coming up this weekend. If we have time, we will discuss it. But uh if not, we are just waiting for uh our special guest this week, who's going to be the creature feature John Campbell, and he's going to
2: call in in uh in a few minutes. So uh let me see. Yeah. One of the good guys out there in the, um, local wrestling scene. Yeah. Got a talent. Yes. And it'll be a fun definitely. interview. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, always fun. Always entertaining. Uh, let's see here. Here we go. All right. Looks like he's calling in right now. Still no, uh, Hello. Hello. Oops. Hello? Hello.
2: Hey, we can hear
1: you now. All right, now we can hear you. <laughs> that was my fault. Uh, creature Feature, John Campbell. How are
3: hey, you? Sir, um, good, good. Your uh, your feed is working. Um, I, There was like a video that you guys had posted that wasn't working, and it was just a stationary picture, but then a new live feed started, at least on my end, and you guys are working just fine now.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Okay, thank you. For the info because, uh, we were scrambling here for a second. Um,
3: yeah, no all, all good I, I, until I get on here and then it becomes a train wreck. So, you know, just keep <laughs> yeah. that in mind. It's going to go off the rails any minute.
1: No, 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 you know, better than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm going to get it right into it. Um, normally whenever we have a guest on here, uh, we always, uh, ask how they got into wrestling in the first place um is there anything that stands out for you as far as when you were a kid um any any angle or any wrestler that you saw that uh that 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 eventually well i mean you know they got you hooked on wrestling
3: yeah it actually it, it all kind of um coincides with with each other so I've always been a wrestling fan. Um, I don't remember the first time I actually saw wrestling. But I know it's all—it's just always been a part of my life. It's always been something that's there. Um, I know my uh, I had some cousins that really liked wrestling, and so whenever I'd go over to their house, they'd always have it on, and then that's how I got hooked at it, on it. So, I mean, I'm talking like from the age of three on. Oh, okay. and it's just something that I never, ever um, really grew out of. And so because of that, you know, later on in life, um, you know, I uh, as I was developing, you know, my uh, tastes in, you know, not just wrestling, but pop culture, things like that. As you get older, sometimes your tastes evolve. And so right as I was um, hitting like, you know, those uh, 11, 12, 13, you know, kind of age, ECW came in uh, on TV where I lived. And so I saw that. And um, you know when you see ECW compared to like you know um, you know WWF WCW, a lot of the ECW guys they kind of look like regular people, (laughs) and so it kind of clicked in my brain like you know man I you know I don't much look like Lex Luger but you know I can I can pull off like a Tommy Dreamer (laughs) you know what I mean so. You know, it kind of evolved into like, ah, it's something I like, but maybe I'll never be able to do to like something like, oh man, maybe I can do this. And so from ECW now, uh, you know, I started um, getting into the independence. I started, uh, you know, doing a lot of tape trading and and things like that uh, online. And, um, you know, from there, I started going to local independence where um, I met the guy who would become my trainer went to his wrestling school, and then just started wrestling after that. So, like, literally everything kind of evolved from, you know, that first time, like, you know, really seeing wrestling and being, you know, um, hooked on wrestling all the way up to where I'm at now.
2: Hey, hey, John, this this is Brace Beamer. Hey, you mentioned, you know, ECW. Well, you didn't mention, you know, we're, we're talking about ECW, and you brought up something that I think is I never really thought of that, that style and just the way people looked like they could just be the normal ham and Egger out of the crowd. Do you think that spawned a lot of people to uh, try to get into uh, pro wrestling and maybe they wouldn't have before?
3: You know, I mean, because you kind of, y- I think maybe. Um, I mean, you know, not, definitely not taking away from, uh, you know, the athleticism of a lot of those guys because even the guys who, you know, quote unquote, look like normal people, you know, they were definitely athletes for sure. Oh yeah. You know, especially, you know, to put your body through all of that. But um, I think maybe not so much that maybe um, I kind of correlated a lot to, um, you know, when people, you know, start getting into things like uh, punk rock or like independent movies where it's like, you know, yeah, it's not this big blockbuster, like, yeah, it's not this major label band. But, you know, these are guys who, you know, maybe started playing in their garage or maybe started, you know, filming things, you know, with their own video camera. And it kind of evolved into that. And I really think a lot of people maybe took it that way where it's like, you know, um, you know, you don't have to be a certain way. You can be yourself yourself and still make a goal of it and make a good run of it. I think maybe a lot of people took it that way. At least that's how I took it that way. I didn't see, like, these guys and go, you know, oh, that guy's, like, an, you know, uh, out of shape slob. I can do that. You know, I kind of took it as, like, you know, hey, these guys, you know, they're, you know... They're not like Lex Luger, but they're right. still doing these larger than life things you know maybe I can do these larger than life things too yeah and that's that that's
2: kind sense. of what i was what what I was thinking with that with that question It's just that you know you you don't see the comic book looking you know cut and chiseled you know or a five hundred pound monster where you're seeing people of different sizes different shapes different techniques, and then that just kind of i I think it got a lot of people into it
1: yeah i i definitely yeah, absolutely I definitely kicked myself uh for not pursuing it once e c w came out because yeah. i I kind of looked at it the same way like i was like man i 'm never gonna i i mean you know obviously the guys in the eighties especially when you 're a kid come off like these giant monsters and um you know just something that that you don 't think you 're going to uh be able to live up to so when e c w came out which was only like you know, a few years after I graduated high school. But, you know, I, I don't know if you know, well, you probably remember. Uh There was that guy, uh, I think his name was Paul Lauria. They called him uh, the little giant. Do you remember that guy? Uh,
3: No, I, I don't actually. Oh, okay. I,
1: he wasn't around very long, but I think he f- might have feuded. <laughs> Excuse me. He, he might have been a tag team with Mike, Mikey Whipwreck in the beginning. But, I mean, even Mikey was another guy that I was like, man. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like you know, you see, you see, like you know, a Mikey Whipwreck, and I keep, I keep using them as an example. But I mean, like, really, nobody was, you know, just in that kind of shape, you know, back then. Uh, you know, like you take a Mikey Whipwreck, and then you take a guy like Lex Luger, like a, a Davey Boy Smith, or, you know, even like a Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Completely opposite sides of the spectrum. You know, and, um, you know, you look at Mikey Whiprack and it's like, man, you know, that that dude, you know, that looks like somebody I know. That looks like somebody that I, I would hang out with. That looks like my friend, you know, uh, my buddy Ryan. I always joke with him because he reminds me a lot of uh, Mikey Whiprack. He uh, trained with us, um, you know, years and years ago and uh you know we always kept pushing oh man you're going to be the next mikey and he's like oh thanks so yeah i'm just here to get beat up every week that's that's fun so <laughs> hey that so uh we'll outside,
1: i remember when they 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 finally made like the mikey Whipwreck video uh of just him getting destroyed uh, to <laughs> yeah. uh to the beck song loser um yeah and then and then he ends up winning i think he won like i don't know the tv title from pitbull or whatever yeah he (laughs) just
3: fell on him (laughs) yeah
1: but that got him over huge i mean i remember like watching that video and and like a friend of mine was there who was not really a wrestling fan watching it with me and he was just like he was just amazed by by the ass kicking that mikey used to take But, uh,
3: yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah and so it's it's kind of like that you know um and then again especially you know as like later on you know um in my later teen years when i uh you know actually started going to local independent shows you know what I mean and you know a lot of these guys were just you know average joe who did it like on the weekends you know what I mean like
1: yeah the weekend warriors you know
3: it was yeah and and then I got a rude awakening because I used to be um like 400 pounds I used to be uh, really really big and um so I was just completely out of shape but I'm like oh, I'm like 400 pounds I can you know I could do this you know I mean big shows like 500 pounds but big shows like a athletic 500 pounds and I used to just sit around and eat keats all day oh, so, How big were you? Um,
1: you could have been the next uh, mass transit.
3: Yeah I probably would have ended up like mass transit too. I'm surprised I haven't had a big mouth, but, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah. So, and that was another thing too, you know, like we talk about, you know, you have to, you know, these guys looking like average Joe, but then I, you know, really figured out quick, like you have to be in shape to do this. Like, you know, I, I couldn't do it. So I, you know, before I even, Went to wrestling school. I lost like a good. Um, I lost over a hundred pounds. I was three sixty at my heaviest. Um. So wow. my I yeah, have seen my lowest.
1: Yeah, I have seen some pictures of you on, on Facebook from before that. I, I don't think you were by the time I met you. You were not that big anymore.
3: No, no, no. I I lost like this was like I I lost weight when I was like eighteen. Um. So, I like my lowest. I was like two ten, but then I looked like. I, I was sick. Like people kept asking me if I was going to die and stuff like that. I have some really oh, wow. nice friends. Jesus. Yeah, my my friend. Yeah. yeah, my friends are really cool. They're like, oh man, do you have like cancer or something? Like, is there something you need to tell us? Like, no, right. guys, I'm just trying to get in shape, and I guess I did it wrong because now I look like Giant Baba. <laughs> Giant Baba, how he looked.
2: Oh yeah, so yeah. I, yeah. I
3: looked like that. Yeah, I, I looked like Giant Baba, but not as. Cool and and tall. I just I look weird.
2: <laughs> that's a quality reference, Giant Baba. That's more up our alley on this show. We're a little more there old go, school.
3: There
1: you go. <laughs> hey, uh, okay. So let me ask you before before you actually went to wrestling school, um, you did did you do the backyard wrestling? I, I mean, that's kind of what. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this on the show before. That's kind of what we did, and at the time we we had no idea that anybody else was doing it and and we actually did it with the people that kind of became the face of backyard wrestling later on uh the insane clown posse so um you know i think they kind of made it more more mainstream um was that already like a thing uh when you started doing that And, and what was the name of your of your league if you had one
3: let me let me tell you something, and uh, I mean, I guess depending on who you ask, I'm still a backyard wrestler. That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> uh, from like 2004 to 2000, like early 2007, um, me and my friends, we had a backyard wrestling organization. We called it KWO, Chaos Wrestling Organization. You can tell it was, like, the early 2000s because you spelled chaos with a K because that's the cool thing to do, right? Very, very extreme
1: um, and edgy there, yes.
3: Yeah, yeah, very, very edgy we were. (laughs) And and let me tell you, man, um, one, those were some of the best times I ever had with my friends. Me and, like, I, like, just, and this was, like, years and years ago, like we, we still, uh, talk about, you know, some of the just dumb, crazy, you know, cause this was also like the jackass era of times too. So, you know, we had mm-hmm. a lot of just really stupid stuff going on, just stupid <laughs> teenager stuff. But, um, we still talk about like how we're lucky none of us like died or anything like that. And a lot of us, um, from that, um, Went on to uh, be, you know, trained professional wrestlers. Like it's so weird because, you know, things come full circle. Like there's guys on, you know, the MWO roster, the IWE roster, and just all throughout, like the Michigan Independents that I first met in my garage because we backyard wrestled. Really, I could name. Yeah, I could name so many. Uh, Benjamin Brody, uh, you know, he went and uh, trained with Lance Storm uh, up in Calgary. We first met because of backyard wrestling. Um, he wrestles as uh, Jack Terran and MWO. Uh, he wrestles as Nick Baker up here at IWE. Yeah. Um, we we met because of backyard wrestling. Um, so so you know, he actually guy...
1: so he actually used to wrestle with you back back in the day in in your garage. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. So, so know, know many that. of them. Um, Nick Van Core, who wrestles for um, IWE. We went to uh, the same school. Um, Cody Kelly who used to wrestle for IWE and like all over the Independence uh, with me um, before I quit slash got kicked out. Um, you know they. Uh, you know just, all these people. Like we. You know you you name them. Well, maybe not you name them that's <laughs> too much of a broad stroke you name them they, they were in my garage hulk hogan <laughs> yeah. steve austin i mean let me tell you we packed at least like 15 people in there <laughs> they're hanging from the rafters hey so but no just just a lot just a lot of them it's it's really cool and amazing to see like how many people like actually moved on
1: so so those guys were not all like local guys around you then or, 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 were they, no, I mean,
3: no, they would, they would travel like they would just, they would travel cause they had their, they had their own group down in, uh, like some of them were in, uh, Pontiac, some of them were okay. like in Detroit, some of them were in, um, like, uh, the Standish area, if you know where that's at. Yeah. Sure. And, so, uh, so, so like, how... we would, we would all like, travel to each other and, and just do these, these shows how how
1: were you guys aware of each other back then were you on uh, a public access station or something or or just all like online
3: we were on a public access station around here and then um a lot of us met um just through the internet um you know it was very it was very primitive um back then like youtube really wasn't a thing yet right Um, but there was, um, different, uh, like message boards where people would post like their clips and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And, um, but yeah, no, we, we had a weekly show. Um, so we would, we would get together and we would tape once a month. We very much ran it like a lot of independent groups on shows these days, um, where we would, we would have a taping every month and we would take like, uh, two, or three matches from that taping and put it on, and that would you know that plus like interviews and vignettes and stuff like that. That would make the hourly show. Oh, okay. And uh, we would do yeah, and we would do that every month, and we would tape enough to uh, do weekly TV. And then by the time we like ran out of footage, it'd be time to get together and tape for the the next time. So.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so how long did you say that you did yours your your league?
3: Uh, I really want to say from like '04 to like actually from '04 to like 0-6, 06, because '06 06 is when I got like started legit it's when I uh, okay. when I left the backyard behind.
1: So how did you? Because this this is probably right around the era that I met you because we started doing the uh, the television shows uh, for the Michigan Wrestling Organization at uh, Oakland University. And um, this is
3: this is actually um, I only like it was weird I I like wrestled maybe like four or five shows for MWO like right when they started at Oakland University and this is when I was like just fresh like these these are some of like my first ever matches and so I don't think we yeah so I don't think we met back then because I only did one. I um, only did one show um, at the Oakland University. We we and it didn't even and it didn't even make air. Well, that's like what I was that's match. what I was
1: gonna say. We did meet, but um, I, I remember you showed up and uh, and asked Jason if it was possible to have a match. And I, I think he gave you. I think he told you that you could have like a pre-show match or or whatever. And um, yeah. So, but uh, but I think that match does exist that not that anybody would i mean nothing nothing against it i don't remember but i don't know if it was something oh, no, you'd want people to laugh. <laughs> watch it
0: was
3: like four, four guys fresh out of fresh out of uh wrestling school who uh it' like you know we knew we knew what we were doing but really didn't know what we were doing because who really doesn't know what they're doing like you know when right. you're having like your first couple of matches and stuff like that and then, of course, there was, like, the politics. It was, like, you know, um, oh, hey, we heard you were wrestling for NWO. Don't wrestle there anymore because, you know, that's, that's how wrestling is around here. Yeah. And it took me a while to, like, get away from that and say, like, you know, this is this is for me to have fun. And when you tell me not to wrestle somewhere, that's not having fun. Yeah. <laughs> so so i don't know i'm i'm a natural anti uh i'm i'm an i'm an ad, a natural nonconformist. conformist so right. like when people tell me not to do something it really attracts me to like do it more yeah you
1: know? yeah i understand um so so like we came in we we started being involved with the the m w o around uh the Terry's lounge days and you I, I don't think you were there yet. Um,
3: so, I, I, I wrestled, um, I, I wrestled three, no, I wrestled four matches total at Terry's lounge.
1: Okay. Um, so, yeah. so then when did you kind of, what, what were you doing in that time period? Just, just wrestling all around um, before you kind of yeah, came just, back to the yeah, re- Mw Wrestling
3: every, it just wrestling everywhere. But I, I have a funny um, sidebar. Um, about uh terry terry's lounge um it's it's funny again this is just you know the the people that you meet and the people who go on and and do like you know some really cool stuff um one of the people that um i brought with me to terry's lounge and i had a pre-show match with because again you know jason really didn't know me and he was very leery about letting you know like outside you know, people from yeah. outside of MWO, like on his show, said yeah, he should I know because, that. you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know me from anybody else. You know, I could go in the ring and, you know, drop myself or somebody else on their neck and kill him. You know what I mean? Right. But um, one of the people that I brought, uh, and again, weird how people meet like this, um, he was actually from Texas. Um, it was his first ever professional match. We met backyard wrestling in like 2004, um, and he was from Texas, so you know, um, so it was strange. He like you know flew himself up to like wrestle in my garage. It was insane. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. at but in between that and when um, I brought him to Terry's Lounge, she actually uh, trained at FCW under Ricky Steamboat. Oh really. And uh, yeah, and uh, and it's funny because when I brought him into uh, Terry's Lounge, and you know, this is before um, smartphones, and I have another kind of tang—I get off on tangents, so I apologize. You just no, please. With me. My, please, My 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 mind is like a maze, but we'll eventually get to the finish line.
1: No, no, no. I'm glad. Um, I'm glad. Keep it going.
3: <laughs> I brought him into Terry's Lounge. And it's before like smartphones and stuff like that where you could easily like look stuff up. I'm like, oh yeah this is my uh, this is my buddy Lee. He uh, trained at FCW under Ricky Steamboat and I could tell Jason
0: because
3: <laughs> I know him now yeah. he looked at me he, he's I can't, I don't want to cuss on this but he looked at me like dude, you're full of crap like he didn't say it but you can right. see it in his eyes. Right. And well, like, if smartphones were a thing back then, like I could easily pull it up. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> Benjamin Brody when he finished wrestling at, um, or when he finished training at, uh, the storm wrestling Academy, you know, um, he's right there on the class picture, like on the front page. But of course, you know, smartphones aren't a thing. So I brought him around to like these independents and like, uh, these stupid idiots, um, I don't want to name their names. I don't want to put them over. Um, but these these stupid just idiots, you know, uh, <laughs> like like kicked them out of the locker room. They're like, "Oh, you're a s and liar." Like they got this. There was almost a fight. Really. Um. And so yeah. And so you know. So they kicked him out of the locker room, thinking he was lying and untrained and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. And then of course, since I was the one who brought him, I got the blame. And when I was in the ring, they like cut up my jeans and did a whole bunch of off wow um yeah yeah wrestlers are stupid um (laughs) but uh but hey hey, just just be
1: lucky you weren't doing a king gimmick and had a crown back there if you know what i mean
3: yeah yeah well um but anywho um yeah so it's one of those things like man if only smartphones were a thing in like the the mid 2000s where like you could go online and like you know show these you know, not Jason, I don't think Jason's an idiot, but like more so the of the guys, you know, show these idiots like just how how dumb they're being. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like
1: So did the so the guy that you're talking about, uh did did he continue to wrestle? Do you wanna mention who who he is? Did he go on to
3: Oh yeah, yeah, Lee Lee Caswell, um was his uh wrestling name. Um his real name Andrew Lee. Um, he wrestled for a while until he uh, got injured, and then he went into the uh, military.
1: Oh, okay, all right.
3: He, he, yeah, he might, uh, he might, he might come back. I'd, I'd like to see him come back because he, he was, he was really good. Um, but yeah, he just he, he got hurt too much. Um, not that he was injury prone, but well, you uh, know, just one of those things. Like you know, you can land wrong on like the most. Basic thing, and, oh yeah, you know, mess yourself up, and I think it was something like that, where like you hurt his back or his neck or something like that.
1: All right, I'm I'm just gonna jump ahead just just a tad, and we'll go back, but um, but the but the deal with Jason now now that you're promoting, do you can you see maybe like where he's coming from? Do you, because do you get a lot of guys coming to you with BS oh, yeah. stories? Yeah, of- I've,
3: yeah, and, I, and I've been guilty of that. I've I put. I put guys um, in the ring, giving them a chance, uh, taking them at their word when I I really shouldn't have, mm-hmm. um, you know. But that was mo- that's more, um, you know, that was a long time ago now, though. Okay. Well, maybe not a long time ago, but that was you know like a few years ago now, and it's just one of those things like, you know, you don't really know until you know, and um, you know, I- I'm sure every promoter, you you name it you know, has put guys in the ring, you know, Vince McMahon included.
1: I was just going to say, didn't he get burned by, I, I mean, probably other ones, but the one that sticks out of my mind is Outback Jack. I, I remember hearing a I, story I, that, that that he had oversold himself quite a bit.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, not even that. Look at the guy, uh, the poor guy who... Um, you know, took that uh rocker dropper wrong from like Marty janetti and ended up paralyzed. You know what I mean? Oh, like, right. you know, and all the yeah, and like all the um you know, interviews and stuff that that he's done, he's said like, I just showed up, I had no wrestling training, I had no <laughs> experience and they put me in the ring. You know what I mean? And right. you know, so yeah, like you get guys who who will over uh oversell themselves to you and you know, and then they get in the ring and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, crap the bed, so to speak. And, you know, it it just isn't there, but, you know, I I think every promoter has been guilty of that, but no, I can definitely see where, where Jason comes from on a a lot of things. Um, you know, and, and it, it is, it's just one of those things like, you know, you don't know until you know, and right. Yeah. That's, that's really just, just it. You know, now, now I'm a lot more careful though. I don't, uh, you know, and I say I, and I really keep hating to say I because it's not just me who runs IWE. Right. You know, we have
1: yeah. We'll we'll know, get to
3: that. Right. Yeah, but um, you know, it's uh, you know, we're, we're definitely more careful with who we put in the ring. You know, we we need to see footage. We need references like um, you know, uh, Lou crank. Uh, you know he works with uh, IWE. He has a promotion down in uh, the Detroit area. He has a school down there too. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, can I you stop? Know, if he if he recommend, well, I was gonna say if he recommends a guy, you know, I know he's good. So okay, you know, okay,
1: like yeah, because I'm definitely gonna get to to the, to the modern era, but uh, but I just wanted to to go back. So I hadn't seen you probably since um, since those OU tapings up until we probably started doing. The, the MWO tapings at the actual studio, and at, at by that point you were doing the uh, the gentleman John Campbell gimmick. Um, yes. How how did how did that come about?
3: Um. Well. Um. It was a group of us. Uh, it was um, myself, Cody Kelly, and Nick Van Um. You know, two guys broke into the business with me at the same time. And, um, you know, so because we broke in together, we would often ride together and get booked together. And, um, we were, uh, you know, talking about, you know, different gimmicks and, you know, the, the general rule of, of life is it's easier to get people to hate you than it is to get people to like you, you know, and that's, right. you know, not just wrestling, that's, that's real life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so we're like, okay, you know, it'll, it'll be easier to be a heel, um, you know, what don't people like, so we started you know just bouncing ideas off and, and Canadians um,
1: was number one
3: well yeah, you know kind of <laughs> um it was more or less like we were talking about like uh like foreigners, you know what I mean, like it's really easy for you know um uh uh like american centric people to <laughs> hate people from other countries who say that their country is better you know that's just human nature
1: yeah. mm-hmm. sure, right. like Germans that. are like that. other Everybody countries I'm not,
3: I'm sure. oh well I mean yeah, you know, you know just, and
1: that's pro wrestling 101 too
3: well, oh yeah well that's life 101 that's why right we've been in so many wars that's you know that's why people get bombed every day but um to make it a little less depressing um <laughs> and so we're we're talking about well you know i I really I really don't want to be German. I'm I'm already bald, and I think people will take that the wrong way. And um, so we we settled on Canadians because you know we're all pasty white, and um, <laughs> you know so we looked the part there. And uh, I had the um nickname the gentleman already. Uh, it was a just a fluke. It was um like that was like my name on MySpace or something, gentleman John. Okay. And so, um, yeah. And so, when I started getting booked places, people just called me back because they assumed that that was my gimmick. Oh. Okay. And so I, I, yeah. So I just took it and ran with it. So, and um, wait, what, so that's kind of how that evolved.
2: Was, was there any um, gentleman Chris Adams and gentleman John Campbell, or did, was was that completely um, separate?
3: No, I didn't get it from um, I didn't get it from Chris Adams. Uh, it was basically just it was a complete fluke because like I said it was my it was just my name on um myspace because you can like you know change your names and put nicknames up there and stuff like that and um a friend of mine uh she said she called me a gentleman oh you're such a gentleman john and I you know so I changed like my name to that like just as a joke and you know, there it was. But I mean, I I really admire Chris Adams' work. I just, I didn't rip him off. Right. You know? I wasn't out there super kicking people. I didn't <laughs> yeah. Kick that
2: high. I was just kind of wondering if you, like, you know, maybe if you were a fan b- of his before you came up with that. But I had a name for that. Yeah, no, no. no I, I, was was a fan, I was a way. fan
3: of his, but it wasn't, I, I was yep. definitely a fan of his because I love world class and uh, that was one of my favorite territories. Uh, him and Gino Hernandez, uh, which I think if Gino. Hadn't died people would talk about him In the same uh, light as they do Like Rick Slayer is one of the You know best of right. all time But um, Yeah no I was a fan But it wasn't inspired by that cool. At all
1: Okay so uh, so we got to Watch kind of uh, A slow change uh, A somewhat slow Progression into uh, a, a different Character um, which eventually became the creature feature that that you are now and and I will say when you started doing this um i I thought okay he he is embracing more of his true personality you know the the little that I knew of you at the time um now, now what uh what kind of sparked that uh you you changing up the the gimmick there
3: um, <laughs> there's a few things. Um, without going into details, uh, I'll just I'll give you kind of the abridged version of it because again, I can go off on. It's 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 fine. We people. got
1: we got plenty of time.
3: Yeah, but I have brain damage, so <laughs> it can take all night. Um, so long story short, like the um the Canadian Hit Squad thing that uh, we were doing because it it you know had many different uh, forms like. The two guys who um, you know I we started it with, they were kind of in and out and things like that. Um, but as my career went on, um, you know, certain individuals had more of an influence over me and what I could and could not do. Okay. And so it eventually turned into something that was like somewhat something that I came up with to something that was like completely not what I came up with. Okay. And so it turned it, so it basically turned just turned into, you know, just me taking on a role and playing a role for someone else who wanted it. And then I broke away from those people in, um, like 2013 ish. Okay. And, um, so it was almost like, uh, it, like a clean slate. If you will, you know what all I mean. Because right. if you, if you, yeah, because if you look at my career, it's it's very weird. Um, I had a lot. Of, like I said, I had a lot of people pulling me a lot of different ways, and it was one of those things. Like, you know, I can break away from all of this and just strike out on my own and just be myself and be, you know, again, a natural nonconformist, or I can keep playing the game and, you know, who, who knows, you know, and I mean, really, who knows, maybe, maybe it would have, you know, whatever could have turned out for the better. Cause back then I was getting all the press and, you know, I was getting, you know, pro wrestling illustrators writing about me, like, it seemed like every month, um, you know, I was getting a lot of coverage and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, you can't really coulda, woulda, shoulda. It's like, do I want that and and not be happy or do I want, to do something else and you know rest my head you know at night comfortably now now, and i chose i chose the latter you know and i know i'm being very cryptic here you know and it's not like that's that's okay
1: but uh, but (laughs) do you feel so you definitely feel more comfortable nowadays doing doing what you're doing now
3: yeah because yeah because it's 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 mine you well, know, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, yeah, yeah, it's my you know, it's it's when when you create something and it's yours and it's no one else's, no one else can lay claim to it. You know, it's almost like a piece of clay you can mold it to however you want it to be. Right. You know, um, so so you're like an artist in that way. Whereas like you know, the other way it's like you have the piece of clay, but you know, the other person's telling you how to mold and shape this.
1: Okay. Now, uh, now we mentioned a couple couple names. Uh, now, now around that era, you got a chance to wrestle some of the the bigger names in, in wrestling. Uh, do you want to run through those for us, real quick? And, and also give um, us give us any memory that you might have of the particular match that you had with these different guys. Um,
3: I'll say that I was I was very blessed. Um, you know, like I said, around that time, even though it was not something that I had created, it was something that was, you know, being shaped by someone else. Mm -hmm. I was put into, you know, these really awesome positions to where like, you know, I could learn and I could, you know, um, have these, these, you know, big moments. And so when I was it, it all it all correlates, like I said, it, you know, it's a maze, but we'll get to the finish line because I'd be hard pressed if I didn't, like you know, tell the story of how these things led up to each other. Sure. Um, so, so there was a promotion that I was working for down in in Indiana called uh, NWWA New Wave Wrestling Alliance. Okay. And um, they had a working agreement with um. Another promotion up here in Michigan, the one that I uh, you know went to through their training school, UWE. And so what they would do is they would run shows on um, either Friday. and UWE would run shows on Saturday or they would do Saturday and Sunday, but basically they'd do shows back to back. And what they'd do is they'd split the cost on a name. So okay. they would um, yeah, so they would split the cost on like the flight and the hotel and this, that and the other. And so what we would do is we would drive down there, um, on like you know day one, pick the name up, and then drive them up here for the show the next day. Okay. So I mean, literally, it was like you know, you know, four to six hours in the car with guys like Ken Kennedy, with guys like Billy Gunn, with guys like Road Dog, with guys like Al Snow, with you know all these big name, big name guys. Yeah. You know, and gals, because I was able to, you know, do the same thing with like ODB and Tracy Brooks, and uh, you know, this uh, story for another time. But I actually shared a hotel room with them one time, and uh, but I, but I, no, I slept on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You don't uh, have to shatter my fantasy. (laughs) Um, Why would you want to take their place? No, I'm kidding. But, you uh, know, it was, so I, I built up a, um, a rapport with these uh, with these people. So, you know, they would see me, you know, at these shows, you know, oh, yeah, you know, this is, uh, you know, this is John. You know, we rode from, you know, uh, Indiana up to Michigan, you know, great guy, you know, this, that, and the other. So they finally felt comfortable enough with me to um, be in the ring with me. and so you know through that i got to wrestle um al snow who i learned so much from um you know just you know spent god i want to say eight hours that day just you know talking to him and picking his brain and everything like that you know it was just it was meeting him in the locker room you know he had you know he didn't have his own private locker room or anything Mm -hmm. but he kind of had like his own section and he's like you know hey kid come you know come sit with me and we'll, and we'll talk you know what i mean and mm-hmm. you know it was just a really great dude sitting um, under the learning you know, tree <laughs> i saw jim doug and oh what was that i'm sorry
1: oh I, ju- I just said sitting under the learning tree uh that's what
3: yeah yeah no I, I, absolutely and that's what it was you know on those car rides too but um you know i got to uh you know, wrestle uh, road dog, you know? So that was cool because not only was road dog in that match, but you know, uh, my two friends that I mentioned earlier that we broke into business together, Cody Kelly and Nick Van core, they were in that match too.
0: Okay.
1: Um,
3: and we, and we actually, uh, we did the whole, um, remember when DX parodied the nation? Yes. We went out. Yeah. Yeah. We went out and we parodied DX and that's actually up on YouTube. It's like a really grainy kind of, uh-huh. crappy video okay. but you know i have like a dreadlock wig on like acting like road dog and uh you know our buddy uh mongo you know he was supposed to be billy Gunn, but he's fat so he just drew abs like on his big belly and stuff <laughs> like that and coey Kelly has like this really bad blonde wig on and he's triple H. so so <laughs> not so not only did we get to you know um you know be in the ring with road dog, but we got to, um, do that cool moment too. So like I said, just, you know, I was very blessed to be put, you know, in these, um, these situations and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know if I, I deserved it or anything like that, but I, I don't know. depends on you, yes, but it's just, uh, <laughs> you know, I was, I was very, I was very I was very privileged and honored to to be there.
2: That's called hard work, from my perspective. So, I don't think it's any
3: luck no. or privilege. Good job. Well, uh, uh, sometimes it's be- sometimes it's better to be lucky than it is to be good. Right can
1: be true. <laughs> uh, uh, well, okay, let's jump ahead just just a tad, and uh, now now eventually you won the MWO uh, title. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yes. now, now when, when you were wrestling with them, uh, did you, was that, was that something that you, uh, I, I, I don't want to say expected, but, um,
3: I, no, I, it was, it was actually a shock to me because, um, for all intents and purposes, I was the first one to ever, um, wrestle outside of MWO cause I was, you know, still doing a lot of indie bookings then too. Um, I was the first person who ever wrestled outside of MWO to actually, um, get the title. Okay. Um, that's what Jason, that's what Jason told me. So, um, I fully expected, uh, going in that night that, um, I was going to put Cody over that's, you know, so I didn't know, I didn't even know until I got to the building. Um, and I felt, I honestly felt like my, um, first run as the champion, I feel like I let a lot of people down, doing that. Because, what? Uh, um, how so? Um. Well, I had started uh, becoming complacent in the ring. This and, is just. Um, this is just so. Getting,
1: just. Just in your mind.
3: This well, is well no, no, no. There's, there's there's validity to this too because um like about a year before um I was wrestling in Tennessee. It was actually live on a um per view um for a promotion called UIWA and um I hurt my back like really bad like I just I took a bad bump I, like I was saying earlier with like you know the It's just one of those things any bump can be your last bump right and I just I took a really weird bump um you know I felt like a kind of a tightness in my back like the the whole rest of the night I was fine okay then the uh 12 hour ride home from Tennessee to Michigan was the worst, like, like the absolute worst pain I had ever felt in my, in my entire life. And when I got home, I literally stayed in bed for about a week. I only got up to um, go to the bathroom. Like I was, you okay. know, um in college at the time. So I completely, you know, just missed all of my college classes and everything like that. And it was, it was literally I, I had to crawl to the restroom like I thought my career was wow. over. And wow. so when I came back from that, because I had to do a lot of, um, you know, therapy for that, I wasn't gone long. I, I probably came back way sooner than I should have. Um, but um, when I came back from that, I was really, really apprehensive. Okay. And, you know, it might be one of those things, like, some people may not notice, but, I, you know, I definitely notice, like, watching the um, footage back. Okay. I'm just really, really apprehensive in my bumps. I'm really apprehensive in, like, you know, certain things that I'm doing. You know, I'm trying not to bump as much, Um, you know, because it couldn't work out, you know, as much as I would. It was. I started putting on the weight. Okay. I got up to, like, yeah, I got up to, like, I think 280 you know, I'm hmm. usually like you know, two twenty, two thirty, okay, and uh, yeah. So that's that's why I think my my first run was uh, was not. It, I I didn't live up to my own expectations.
1: Well, how many how many times did you have you won the the title?
3: Uh, twice. Okay.
1: Uh, so.
3: I, my 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 second run, I liked a lot better.
1: Who, who did you beat on your second run? I, I, I'm i sure I saw uh, it, but uh, it's, it's not coming uh, to me Jake, right now.
3: Jacob Braun.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So so you liked your second run a lot better then?
3: Yeah, I, I like my second run just because, um, you know, I, I really started finding my stride as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's really strange, you know. You, you do this for, like, a certain amount of time, and again, like I said, I, I had started becoming complacent in the ring too, you know, and then um, it wasn't until like that second run where it's like, you know, hey, I really have to up my game, you know, because, uh, you know, it sounds cliche, but it's like you're the main event, you know, you gotta right. up your game or otherwise, why are you here, mm-hmm. you know, and I know, and I know it doesn't necessarily make like a good wrestler, you know what I mean, because wrestling is, you know, subjective you know it's right depends on what flavor of ice cream you like and so that's when i started you know doing different things that people wouldn't expect me to do you know that's when i started you know doing uh die like suicide dives, and that's when i started doing like the diamond dust that's when i started doing you know i started pulling out like you know some some moves where it was like you know oh john campbell did that i thought he was like a walk and talk in memphis roller guy all he did was punch kick and yell you know, which i still i still do but you know yeah uh but yeah so it's just like you know one of the things i like to do is i i have a um a move like a it's a counter to like a um hip toss that i uh it's like a lucha um lucha counter into like an arm drag that i like to do you know that you don't see a lot of you know six foot four two hundred and thirty pound guys doing yep. that kind of stuff. You yeah, I, I think mean? I've
1: seen you do that. I think I know what you're talking about. Yep.
3: Yeah, so you know what I mean? Just just little things like that where it's like, you know, you see a guy my size, I'm not like the biggest, but I'm definitely not the smallest. I think I'm one of the biggest on the MWO roster. Yeah. Um but, you know, doing stuff like that where it's like, man, you know, that, that big guy can move, he's athletic.
1: Yeah. Fair warning, and you and I have talked about this before, do not ever attempt the, the dive onto me, because I have the counter for it. You and I discussed it, but obviously you don't remember what I told you it was.
3: Well, What was it? Don't do the what? The,
1: the dive. Do not dive on me, because uh, okay. I have the counter.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it's walk away, right?
1: No, remember I said I'm not that smart. No, no, no.
3: I, I don't. I, I, <laughs> I get brain damage, man. Remember, I get hit in the head for a living
1: we'll talk, we'll, we'll save
2: it for after the show.
3: Okay.
2: Hey, Hey John, I got a question for you. What, what do you look for? And I don't know, maybe this is skipping ahead, but what do you look for in a champion? You know, like you as a promoter or booker, or even as a talent, I mean, what is it that that champion is supposed to do? Well, you being, you know, if, if you're booking the, book in the card, what do you want your champion to be? What do you want him to do? Or Um, or does that
3: change? Well, again, there's there's different flavors of ice cream, but me and what I like is, I think, what a lot of fans like. You know, you have to have that connection with the crowd. You have to have, um, you know, the people either want to believe in you or they want to see you go down if you're the heel, you know what I mean? Right. Um, you know whether, whether they they are pay, paying to see you or they're paying to see you get beat, they're still right. there, coming to see you. You have to have that connection. If there's a disconnect there, you know, and the fans just sit on their hands and they're not, you know, they don't care, then then there's no point. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yep. um, you know, IWE, you, you can watch our shows. You know, our fans are wild from, like, the beginning to the end. They, they do not stop making noise. And I think that's because we have, you know, sort of that it factor with all of our talent. You know what I mean? Whether they want to see them win or they want to see them lose, they come there because they want to see them. You know what I mean? Like, you watch yeah. one of our main events they're they're wild from you know the beginning bell to the end and even after you know um benjamin brody's our champion you know last name's brody so hus, hus, (laughs) hus. they are literally doing that from the start to the end you know and you don't see that a lot in in independence you know um because uh, again there's there's a lot of that disconnect there and um and it's different. It's different for every, um, you know, territory. Um, you know what works here in IWE. If we were to take our show down to, like, say Memphis, yeah. You know, maybe maybe it won't work down there because they like different flavored ice cream.
0: Sure, absolutely. But as
3: far as like a champ, but as far as like a champion goes, that connection with the crowd. They either want to um, see you get beat or they want to see you win, but either way, they want to see you.
2: All right, great.
1: All right, uh, yeah, that kind of leads me to my next question. And uh, when when did you uh, start thinking about actually making a real go at uh, the IWE?
3: Well, um, (laughs) me and um, he wrestled down at... um, MWO as uh Stuntman Mike. Oh I know. Um, I was gonna I
1: wanted to mention, I wanted to give him a shout out because no, nothing against you. Actually, I don't know if I ever had you on the Doghouse segment, but he was one of my favorite guests to have on the on the Doghouse segment. Um I, I think uh him and I uh kinda got it. Um got what what each other were trying to do. Nothing against anybody that's yeah. been on there, believe me. But uh <laughs> but I just uh but I think he got it right off the bat.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, he has a great mind for, you know, the the wrestling business. He's definitely somebody that I think um, a lot of people don't give enough credit to. You know, um, I, again, different flavors of ice cream. He's one of those guys, he's not going to go out there and have a Ring of Honor style match. But I guarantee you by the time he goes out there to the time he leaves, you hear that crowd. They are booing the holy, can I say the H word on here? They're booing the holy H out of him. Yeah, <laughs> you could yeah, um, say <laughs> Well, I churched it up anyway. So, <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, absolutely. Because, you know, you don't know where you're going to be when Jesus comes back. So, um... Now, now, uh, well, how long How
1: long did you know uh, Mike? M- Mike Goodman?
3: You know, I, I, I knew him, um... I actually knew him before, uh not before but like right as i was getting into the business uh, we both worked at goodwill um and it was funny because i was going to goodwill all the time because you know i'm a poor punk rock kid and you know i needed clothes to you know cut up and mess up to wear for wrestling shows <laughs> because you know when you first when you first start wrestling you don't understand that you know you need actual wrestling gear and you know so you just think like you know okay I'll get a bear shirt and just cut holes in it and that's going <laughs> to be my gear cuz that's, that's right. real cool <laughs> yeah. um he he was working there and we struck up a conversation about wrestling and then I actually got hired in there right as he was quitting and so like, uh, I was like, oh, man, you quit good, bro? I just got hired in there. And he's like, oh, it's a horrible place to work, you'll <laughs> see. And I only lasted there, I think, for about a year because of the pits. But, um, yeah, no, so we were, we were just, uh, you know, friends based on that. We have a lot of mutual interests in, like, you know, uh, horror movies and, you know, music and stuff like that. Right. And um, I was actually working for his uh, dog grooming business because after goodwill uh him and his uh wife at the time started up a dog grooming business and so i called him and i'm like hey uh i just got fired slash quit from goodwill i i don't know which one it is i guess i'll know if you know i can get unemployment but um are you guys looking to hire so i started working there and um you know it just led to like hey why don't you come to the wrestling school uh on sunday and uh Oh, okay. and I'll, I'll tell you this they they did not they did not want him um for about four hours they beat the holy heck out of him you know because he's you know he's significantly older um right. you know I, i'm not a hundred percent sure on how old he was but i mean mm-hmm. or how old he was at the time or how old he is now but he was significantly older and they you know were just they they didn't want him they they were you know like oh he's in his 40s and he's just Starting, we're just going to beat him up, so he'll quit, you know, because he has no shot of doing anything anyway. Right. And to his credit, he he took everything. He came back. He kept coming back. And okay. again, you know, it's different different flavors of ice cream. He's not going to, you know, win the uh, Ring of Honor heavyweight title anytime soon. But you know, as far as right. as far as what he can do in the ring, you know, what he does in the ring is good. And, you know, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who uh, can work a crowd better as a heel. And, uh, you know, I would say, like, he's IWE's version of Bobby Heenan. And Mm. he really is that good. But anywho, me and him, um, he he was coming with me to uh, different, you know, indie shows at the time. And uh, it just so happened that um, we both got... um, can't really get fired from Indies but we both got quote <laughs> fired from hey, you, promotion from you got fired
2: from goodwill so i could see you getting <laughs> fired from yeah, Indies there you
3: go <laughs> no no they they technically said that i quit uh oh. but i i still say i got fired um but anyway we we got we we got fired from um an independent promotion that that we uh the wrestling School was involved with and um so we're sitting around and you know, it's just one of those things, like you're sitting there and you're just like, you know, oh man, if we had a promotion, you know, we would do it this way. If we had a promotion, we'd do it this way. If we had a promotion, we'd do it this way. And finally he was like, Ah, oh, why don't we just start our own
0: mm-hmm. and
3: I'm like, Well, because you know, that <laughs> takes a lot of money and you know, I don't think I'm that smart. <laughs> um but, you know, I never let I never let my lack of brains me from doing anything so you know the more people the more people who told me I shouldn't the more it became enticing right and so I don't know maybe maybe people should start telling me I should retire but um <laughs> but yeah so no, then you'll I end just, up like Terry uh, yeah yeah I'll just keep coming back you know every match it'll be I always said that'd be a great gimmick <laughs> every match is his retirement match and then after the match he cuts the tear-filled Beach, like, forever, oh, yeah. forever, forever, forever. Not, right. Not, not even that, not <laughs> even that. What <Like, laughs> do you think? But he just does it every show. Like, <laughs> it'd, be trem- it'd be horrendous and tremendous. Exactly. Um But um, so a buddy of mine up in the uh, Upper Peninsula, he ran a uh, promotion that we all uh, worked for, um, but he fell on hard times and he had to close up shop. And he was selling his ring. But nobody wanted to buy his ring because, uh, one, it was kind of on the smaller side. And, uh, two, it was all the way up in Marquette. Okay. So, um, you know, I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll buy it if you can bring it to me. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm not going all the way up there. But if you can, <laughs> you know, throw it in a trailer, I'll, I'll definitely buy it from you. Mm-hmm. So I literally uh, took my um, student loan money that I got from college because, this, again, it's felt I am um I took my student loan money from college that I needed to live and uh I bought a ring but you know that's that's because you know I joke about it but that's how um how much I believed in that we could do something cool is like you know it's basically you're gambling on yourself right you know and so it's like you know it's basically all or nothing put up or shut up and uh you know, it was a really rocky start at first because we were running shows at um, a TV studio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not 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 like a TV studio like uh, you guys with like a TV studio that the you know figurehead absolutely hated wrestling, didn't understand it. Uh, but, <laughs> oh you well, know, oh, believe did,
1: uh, me, uh, Brace Beamer and I have dealt with that for years uh, in the different uh, wrestling-related ventures that we've been at. Yeah. So we do understand. Yeah, no, uh, luckily, on TV, no, no, no. understood. Where we were
3: going. No, 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 no. Let, let me tell you about this guy. He, uh. Are you guys Aqua Teen Hunger Force fans at all?
1: I, I've seen some of it, yes.
3: Okay, well, if you've only seen some of it, the reference might be lost on you, but there was an episode where, um, there was like, leprechauns, and, uh, he looked like one of the leprechauns. He was about five foot nothing. He had an <laughs> afro and a beard. He looked like Bob Ross's mini me. And, um, absolutely hated wrestling didn't understand wrestling and um he would literally sabotage our shows like the day before <laughs> the day before he would call us and be like oh we can't do the show tomorrow uh we don't have enough volunteers to run the camera oh wow. uh, when did you fi-? it was like when did you find this out oh we found this out like last week but we're just getting around to letting you know today Wow. You know, stuff like that. Um, the parking lot is shared with a, um, like a, uh, reception hall for like weddings and stuff like that. And, um, he would be like, Oh, well, your wrestlers and fans have to park in the street because, uh, there's like a wedding going on today and they own the parking lot. And, uh, it's funny because wow. years later, years later, I, uh, actually ran into the guy who, um, runs that, um, that hall and he's like no we, we don't own the parking lot it's, it's a parking lot <laughs> like it, it's wow. It's yeah so he would just literally do stuff to like mess with us and so finally we just had enough and luckily we found the um you know the Artesian Youth Park up in Holton Lake who's been nothing but awesome talk and this and you want to hear something funny too like um when once we started running shows up there you know we started handling all of our production in-house i got like the most groveling email from this guy basically <laughs> saying like well yeah. if you still want to put your show on on our station and <laughs> we'll, we'll let you we would love that
1: so he just wanted and- you to bicycle the tapes there and and, and uh, you know, kind of reap the reap, reap the you know, rewards, reap the but but not actually, week, yeah. but not actually have the show uh, take place there.
3: Yeah, yeah. So you know, he was he was a he was a jerk, and you know, I basically, you know, told him, you know, what I thought of his mother. No, I was actually, <laughs> very, I mean, I, was, I was I was very polite. You know me, I'm very I'm very polite. Nine nine out of ten, I'm I'm not polite tonight caught I me in the mood must be all the steroids i'm on but um <laughs> but uh yeah no so th- that's basically you know long story short like uh the evolution of like kind of how we got to where we are because without the, without moving to holton lake i don't think that we would still be in uh in business today because um you know we tried everywhere No one in Mount Pleasant wanted to take a chance on wrestling. Nobody in the Central Michigan area wanted wrestling because, you know, when they think wrestling, they automatically think of the stigma, you know, the unfair stigma, I think, that pro wrestling brings. Right. You know, and we're we're really trying to change that. You know, up here we do a lot of community oriented events you know the uh, mm-hmm. events that we do at the Youth Center proceeds go to them we do a lot of relay for life we do a lot of American Cancer Society we volunteer at the uh, Special Olympics mm-hmm. so you know we have a very uh, a very good rapport with the um, you know um, the surrounding towns um, up here now but back then it was just a struggle you know sight unseen all oh, these guys want to put up a ring and beat each other up and they want right, our building right. for it and yeah no. You know, or they would like completely like highball us, like, oh, um, you know, it, it's going to be like a thousand to rent the building, but we need like wow. a um an extra thousand for like a deposit. You know, oh, and wow. there's a roller, yeah, there's a roller rink in like Mount Pleasant, like this little dumpy roller rink that was like literally falling apart, and that's yeah, they just they completely highballed us because they just didn't want to deal with us. So
1: now, you know? uh, now I remember um not not too long after I, I think you guys founded uh the IWE um you got on the the Roku um are are you guys still shown on there
3: Um you know we, there was a um and this was a whole other thing um yeah it was called the indie wrestling channel
1: Yeah and, I, I I was um, able to watch it a few times on there
3: Yeah the guy who ran it I'm not sure where he was from. He was from some somewhere like way down south. I want to say like Alabama or Georgia or something like that. And one of the local promotions got in his ear and they're like, hey, you have this platform. Why don't you run this like a territory where like, you know, almost like um the NWA with like, you know, the different NWA territories and stuff like that. Yeah. And so why don't you have the Indie Wrestling Channel world heavyweight champion which would be me by yeah which which would be me by the way because you know i'm giving you the idea speaking as the the guy (laughs) um, you know and and make it a um a requirement that in order to be on the channel they have to bring me in to um their promotion at least one time a year <laughs> wow. they to recognize my, they have to recognize my title as the world heavyweight title and of course i'm not going to drop my world heavyweight title to you know their champion well of course so, yeah of course, so, he, yeah, of course. <laughs> so basically nobody wanted anything to do with that and but he went ahead and pulled the trigger on it and now they're not around anymore
1: really Wow. Yeah. But That's...
3: um but we're we're on um YouTube. Um, we're on the High Spots Wrestling Network, we're on the Title Match Wrestling Network, we're on uh Power Slam T V. We are syndicated um on different uh you know, local like access stations. Yeah. Um you guys would you guys would probably know what the through Telview Connect.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we're honestly, we're not real familiar with uh, a lot of the ones around, around the state to tell you the truth.
3: Well, we'll tell, we'll tell you it's like, um, uh, basically P well, now I shouldn't give away insider secrets because then everybody's going to start doing it. Um, <laughs> here I'll, I'll, I'll put it in terms that you understand. It's a PEG database where people can pick and choose what shows syndicate.
1: Oh, okay. All right. That's cool.
3: Boom. There you go. Uh, uh only, Right. If, if people want to Google what that means and then copy <laughs> us, go ahead. And then um uh, and we have a deal with Amazon, but holy crap, they're becoming really difficult to to deal with. <laughs> really?
1: Like what like what would what would Amazon want from you guys? I mean, what what would kind of be oh, their man. uh specifics for you guys to put, put your show on there?
3: There can't be any mention of a website where people can go in and buy merch. So, <laughs> there, yeah. So there's that. Um, there can't be anything considered product placement. So like if they cut to, um, the commentators at their desk, there can't be like a, uh, you know, a bottle of, you know, Coca-Cola or anything like that on the table. Okay. Um, there can't be, there can't be a watermark. Um, there can't be, um, any, uh, references to, um, they call it a call to action. Which basically is like you know, um, hey, join us for like our next event. You know, uh-huh. here here's right. the address. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like it's be yeah, it's it's insanely difficult. So hopefully, our next episode because our our production guys, I say we have some of the best in the business. I mean, they're really trying to, um, you know, get around that and uh, mm-hmm. it's really you know yeah um, that'd be tough so, so, so. yeah yeah it's it's very tough it's very tough so i mean basically it's like there it's just you know living up to like you know what they need you know may not yeah. be in the cards at least for a while you know we might have to do like uh going back to ecw we might have to do what they used to do where um you know they would have like their edited tv but then they would you know sell like fan cams and we might just have to like start putting fan cams up on there with like no commentary or you know camera cuts or anything like that, okay, and I would hate to do that, but I mean, you know I guess content is content
1: right well
3: and content is king
1: <laughs> exactly um well, okay, so hopefully maybe a little bit easier transition for you guys. I just saw that uh that you guys put out there on the i w e Facebook page that you worked out a deal to sell your merchandise through um Collar and elbow, or or are you going to be selling collar and elbow uh, merchandise at your shows, or both?
3: We'll be we'll be selling uh, collar and elbow merch at our shows. Um oh, we're, not, okay. we're not that big yet where they'll sell our stuff. But, um, <laughs> okay, no, we we worked out we worked out a deal with them um, to where uh, you know they're going to send us apparel um, every month. And uh, we'll actually uh, be able to sell it um, at our shows for a bit cheaper than they have, um, you know, on the website. And, of course, you don't have to worry about shipping or anything like that. So it's really cool. Um, I, was, I, I was one of the, um, you know, first, uh, you know, sponsored athletes, uh, you know. Right. And, uh, of course, you know, I caught a lot of flack for that, too, because, you know, everybody, you know, you know, just how people talk but um yeah, you know i i I can say this though, um you know, for a while there, uh people were using my promo code pretty good, and I was getting some pretty good pay dates from it, so I mean I guess I guess the joke's on me right, guys,
2: <laughs> hey is collar and elbow is that is that the al snow owned like yeah. garment business
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. basically what it, yeah, basically, like um, you know, uh, if somebody goes on there um. You know, website uses my coupon code. You know, not only do they get a discount, but I get like a kickback from it. And it was kind of Al Snow's way of, you know, you know, helping out the guys. But of course, you know, he's making money off of it too because to be one of the, you know, sponsored athletes, you know, like you you kick in a fee, but that means, you know, they send you like, you know, stuff like every so often. So you know, I got like, you know, three free T-shirts and, you know, a bunch of bunch of like really cool stuff they're sending me a lot of stuff for a while um you know what i mean but you have to you know i think i paid like 12 bucks to like do it you know what i mean nice and i'm, and I, and I'm sure like you know big name guys like you know um you know like former wwe guys they didn't have to pay or whatever but you know yeah. i mean you know shoot shoot 12 12 bucks for like you know a bunch of collar and elbow stuff and like you know if i sell stuff they give me money you know like, right. You
0: know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I, I I've been lurking around behind the scenes of uh, you know not not your promotion, but um, man, was
3: that, that that was you in the locker room? Yeah, <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> Stalker. Yeah.
1: Well, you didn't let me into the uh, the hotel room with Tracy Brooks, so I had to do something, you know. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh...
3: seriously I, I, I <laughs> like I posted something earlier where it was like oh man this is either gonna be like really entertaining or I'm just gonna completely blackball myself like even more and I'm probably just blackballing myself even more
1: no so. no no Pshaw just...
3: Pshaw <laughs> P-sha. uh
1: <laughs> but uh now there there's been discussion of trying to obviously women's wrestling is is very big right now um it's going to be headlining wrestlemania this year for the first time um is there any plans for the iwe to start up their own women's division in the future
3: well if you had been lurking as well as you said that you have been you would have seen that we made that announcement last week that yes there uh we are working on um a uh, women's division we've wanted to get um a women's division up here for a really long time because you know you look into the crowd and you know especially our crowd because our shows you know we call it family friendly with an edge you know you can bring Mm -hmm. anybody of all ages to it but i mean it's not like specifically for one age group you know what i mean so like you know people our age would have fun but you know kids are going to have fun too yeah. You look out into that crowd and you see a lot of, you know, little kids, you see a lot of little girls. You know, right. they want their heroes, too. Right. You know, like they, they, want, they want, you know, they want somebody that they can look up to and somebody that they can believe in. again, it goes back to that whole, you know, who the, who the people want to see. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we actually, we poll our audience. You know, ever so often we have um, questionnaires that we put on the seats and they, you know, drop them off at the merchandise table. Okay. And, you know, just what would you, what would you like to see out of IWE fill in the blank? Okay. And um, we, we got a, uh, a really um, high, um, you know, a high rating for a women's division. So, you know, it's just it's putting the, the right puzzle pieces in place and, you know, making sure uh, things work out. But uh, yeah, in the uh, coming months, um, we are definitely going to see that. Um, So there will be um, women's wrestlers um, in IWE. Um, Hopefully, if all goes well, it will culminate into uh, having an IWE Women's Championship.
1: All right, fantastic. Um, Now, something that you posted today too. I I don't want to get into. We don't have a whole lot of time to. um, and, And I along with brace would probably have some issues with what was said, but uh, John Oliver did his thing, his hit piece on WWE this week and um, how they treat their wrestlers and whatever. But um, you, you put out on the, and I knew this, but a lot of people might not have known this, that you actually do offer your wrestlers some sort of healthcare package. Is that correct?
3: Um, yeah, uh, basically it it was set up through Aflac. Um, it's not so much health insurance, but it's, um, like accident insurance. So like, you know, if you, if you get hurt in our ring, um, or, you know, even if you get hurt, uh, it's, it it covers you like for everywhere. So like, if you get hurt at IWE or you get hurt at another show wrestling, or like you're walking down the street and you slip and fall and get hurt there, you know, it can cover any and all accidents. Oh okay. Um yeah, uh AFLAC will put money into your bank account to help cover those costs. Oh all right. You know what you do with that. Yeah, so it's it's actually it's it's very cool. Um, you know, we offer that to the wrestlers. Uh, you know, because we went in as a um company, um, you know, the wrestlers, you know, they, they pay for their own, but because we went in as a company, you know, they choose to do it, they get like an extremely low, low discounted rate. I mean some guys right. are getting like, you know, this this accident insurance for like uh you know, twenty bucks. Okay. So twenty bucks a month. Oh, okay. And twenty like like we just had one of our um wrestlers, um he uh tore his um he either tore his A C L or his i L I'm not sure what it was. Um, but he went to the uh he went to the doctor and uh Athlack put like two grand into his bank account like the next day.
1: Nice. Oh wow. That, well, that's yeah, great. Yeah,
3: so you know, yeah, because he, you know, he, he was covered, you know, and IWE was able to do that to him, or do that for him. We didn't do that to him. We didn't tear his MCL. Okay. Maybe I did. <laughs> you know, maybe I don't, maybe I right. don't like the guy and I need to tap him. But uh, but no, we were, we were able to um, you know help him get that coverage that he wouldn't have had otherwise. You know what I mean? You know, because let's face it. You know, unless unless you have like a, a job with benefits, you know, insurance is pretty expensive. So any and all coverage is is gonna help. So
0: yeah, oh yeah, know, we totally. were able
3: to yeah. So you know, so to be able to um, you know, offer this and get this for um our wrestlers, I feel you know is a pretty big deal. You know, especially yeah, because, you know, bill- billionaire companies like WWE, you know, they don't have anything to offer like that you know if uh, you know, somebody goes out there and breaks their neck they're screwed it's up to them you know
1: I, th- I thought that that I mean I know that that's what John Oliver I, like I said I don't really want to get into it that's what John Oliver said but WWE has actually and, and believe me I'm not a Vince McMahon fan uh
3: Sure, and, and I know, I'm sure they, they help cover the costs and, and everything like that. I, I, mean, I mean, it's changed. They, like,
1: like, like, when I was watching that John Oliver thing, I was thinking, okay, I could buy this if this was, like, 15 years ago. But I know that they've taken a lot of strides in, in changing that. Um, I yeah, mean, especially...
3: But here's the thing, though. If they didn't want to, they wouldn't have to that I think that's the big, I think that's the big difference. You know what I mean? Like if they, if they didn't want to, if they were just like, you know, Hey,
0: well, yeah. you got
3: hurt. So it sucks to be you. You know what I mean? If, if they didn't want to, they are not obligated in any way, shape or form, you know, to do that, you know, where with, right. you know, us, you know, at least you have an option. You can take it or leave it, but the option is there. Okay.
1: Now, uh, what uh what are the big IWE shows coming coming up? Are you actually we have the MWO show from on TV. Yeah, They're returning this Saturday. Oh. It'll also be the return of my segment the doghouse. Um but uh you're going to be here, right? Of course. Okay.
3: I think I, I I've only missed um two MWO shows in the last um uh, let's see. In the last like eight years, yeah, hey, that's solid, it. Wow, a solid employee. Hey, yeah, <laughs>
1: wow, that's yeah. that's actually amazing. I mean, really.
3: Yeah, so so to, to any to any of you MWO guys listening to this, who you know, again, this will probably get me some heat because I know Jason's listening to it. If there's any of you MWO guys get a hangnail and can't <laughs> come to the show because you're afraid you're going to drop your title, beat that. Uh,
1: now, how about... I,
3: ju- I, ju- I, ju- I just got fired.
1: <laughs> now, how about as far as IWE goes? What, uh, what kind of shows you got coming up for them?
3: Uh, April 13th, um, we'll be back at the Artesia Youth Park, um, 1800 South Loxley Road in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Um, as always, uh, the show is free to come to. But uh, we are taking donations at the door, and those donations help benefit the youth center. Um, The deal we have with them is, uh, you know, we take half, and we use that half to pay the wrestlers, and the other half goes to the youth center, so it's mutually beneficial. So come on out. Got a few bucks. Drop it at the door. Um, You know, if not, uh, hey, it only costs you a little bit of your time, so come out anyway. Um, you know, the merch definitely helps too, but yeah, it's, it's free to come to. It's a great time. Um, the last, the last like few shows we've had for IWE, it's literally been standing room only. The, uh, youth center's working on a grant to, uh, get us either more chairs or bleachers because we're definitely packing the place. Um, great. so yeah, that's, great. that's what we have coming up.
1: Uh, who are you going to be wrestling this Saturday at, at the on TV studio? showdown
3: live um it is a triple threat match uh i believe off the top of my head i don't remember because my memory is terrible and uh, it's always going a million miles an hour (laughs) Uh, i want to say it is uh myself versus victor cross versus codename omega i think okay i'm not sure um
1: i think okay well, that should be if that if that is uh, the actual match, uh, that that'll be fantastic. I uh, yeah I'll be yeah I'm, to gonna, I'm gonna that. I'll be I'll be looking forward to lurking I, I, I and hope, watching that.
3: Well, I hope it's elimination because what I plan on doing is I plan on sitting in the crowd and uh, talking to um, Josh Riles because I heard he is coming. Really, so I plan on sitting in the crowd oh, and okay, talking cool. to Josh Riles. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope he can make it. I plan on sitting in the crowd and talking to him while those two guys beat each other up, and then as soon as one of those guys gets eliminated, he'll be tired from eliminating the other guy. I'll just go in and hit him with a small package or something like yeah. that or light him yeah. on fire. Exactly. Can I, can I, can I use fire you, in the studio? <laughs> uh,
1: I'll have to talk to Joe Johnson about that. Uh, you'll, But, uh, yeah, that sounds like a sound uh, strategy to me. Um, we're we're mm. running a little bit low on time. Um, anything uh any parting words that you'd like to get out there before we uh, got to go yeah,
3: off um, yeah th- thank you to um everybody who has uh supported me over the years has supported MWO supported IWE supported um MDWA and uh all the various independent um wrestling promotions out there um indie wrestling is alive and well um it's just like you know um it's just like the independent record labels and the major labels. If you don't like what the major labels are force-feeding you on the radio, you might have to dig a little bit more, but you'll eventually find something you like out there on the indies. So keep supporting the indies because we need it. And um, I really hope that this interview um, was, was fun for everyone to listen to. <laughs>
1: All right, it it was for us, and uh, thank you very much for being here. We really appreciate it, and uh, I will see you, or we will all see you, uh, this Saturday at MWO Showdown Live here at ON TV. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm good. All right, thank you very much. I am using
3: a lot of fire because Butch Blood (laughs) told me I could.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, take take, care. (laughs) Um. Now, should we uh, – well, we probably don't have a whole lot of time left uh, to – I was going to try to preview WrestleMania, but we don't have time for that. And who really cares in the long run? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brace Beamer, have any parting words yeah, just
2: oh, uh, Once again, we mentioned it a couple times. The Michigan Wrestling Organization is going to return to Lake Orion. Uh, that's here in Michigan case anybody out on the ethernet is in another country (laughs) it's here in uh lake orion michigan at the on tv studios at uh the cart starts at 605 so uh you know get here earlier if you're if you're gonna visit and uh saturday also uh go michigan state spartans
1: now what's that all about again
2: it's the ncaa (laughs) basketball tournament
1: oh i'm unfamiliar i'm unfamiliar (laughs) Uh, All right. Thank you, everybody that that tuned in. Thank you, Creature Feature, John Campbell. Thank you, Brace Beamer.
2: Yeah, nice job, Butch. And
1: uh, keep checking the Butch Blood Facebook page for the next time. We will have a live wrestling tonight. Uh, Hopefully, we'll see everybody next next week. And take care, everyone. See you this Saturday.